0: This uh, time tonight, welcome to all those who are watching us online from various parts of the world. You know, Elder Warren mentioned that, I don't, I don't know if that was Thursday or Friday, or, I mean Friday or Saturday or Sunday, Saturday mentioned that. That you have to know that what you see around you is not the totality of our family. I want you to understand that, trust me, there are people who are, they're in our cyber congregation, we can call them that. They're in our online community. They watch, and they they watch as faithfully as we attend. People from all over the world, all over the world, literally. Brother Kirkland can pull the stats. But where are the countries that people are watching steadily? People here, right here, locally. Hey, local people, you ought to be in here. I'm gonna just be. If I'm your pastor, get your butt in here. You little online cyber pastor, you live right here in St. Pete. Yes. That's goofy. Get your butt in this church. Amen. And uh, so welcome to all you who are watching online. All right, First Timothy 6 and 20 and verse 21. We'll read both of those verses tonight. You have that? Okay, let's read together, ready to read. Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Amen. All right, so guard what was committed to your trust. Avoid profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge because we can put in the word because by professing it or by by professing the falsely called knowledge, some have strayed or erred concerning the faith. Okay, now turn over to uh, Colossians. In chapter two, please. Colossians two, and we'll read verse eight. And we'll use that as our foundation tonight. Y'all found Colossians? Yes, sir. If you didn't find it yet, you need. There's a course we have online called How to Study the Bible. And that course will show you how the Bible's laid out. Amen. Until then, it's on the screen. Colossians two, verse eight. Ready to read? Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and into deceit, according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not of Christ. Not according to Christ. So beware. Tonight we're going to do as we said. We're going to talk tonight on the subject slavery is a choice. Slavery is a choice. Now what did I say? Slavery is a choice. So for all the people who are looking online, I didn't say slavery was a choice. I'm not talking about our forefathers and those who came over from Africa. I'm not talking about them, that they had no choice. I'm talking about slavery now is a choice. Okay? Father, thank you tonight for the word. We receive it with thanksgiving. We receive the word, Lord, not as a word of men, but as it is in truth, your word. Your word, which works effectively in those who believe. We declare from the onset tonight, we believe your word. So speak, Lord, for your servants here, and we will obey. We thank you for clarity and revelation flowing freely in this place, for your word moving swiftly and being glorified among your people. We pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen Amen. and amen. All right, take your seats tonight. Slavery is a choice. Slavery is a choice. All right, we've been dealing with this uh, theme about revelation knowledge, right? Yes. And uh, I want to, again, to reiterate, to reinforce the fact to us that revelation is, revelation knowledge is what we need to reconnect or to connect with the supernatural realm, okay? Uh, If you know believers, and all of us know believers, and we know believers who are not necessarily um, walking closer with God, and you may know some who are walking closer with God and yet don't really connect with the supernatural. In other words, the, the natural realm is still more real to them than the spiritual realm. They love God with all their heart. They go to church every Sunday and Wednesday or Sunday and Tuesday or Sunday and Thursday or whatever, 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 whatever. But yet, when it comes to the daily lifestyle, the daily application of, of their lives, they don't really connect with the spiritual life. I'm not talking about reading the word. I'm not talking about praying. I'm talking about the application of the word of God to their lives. Okay? And so that comes through revelation knowledge. Now, again, we've been talking about how everybody on this planet chooses to operate by one or two types of knowledge. They are number one, sense knowledge. Sense of knowledge. That's the knowledge that you get from, uh, through your senses from human sources. Right. Then we have the other knowledge, which is what? Revelation knowledge. All right, that's information that you uh, gain as revealed to your spirit from above, okay, from divine sources. One of those, sense knowledge, is where faith is where fear operates it dominates the other is where faith operates okay one of those is gonna lead you into trouble one of those is gonna, the others gonna lead you into victory okay all right now so we've been teaching on this revelation knowledge right understanding hopefully you understand by now that you have to switch over to it you must switch over to it okay you have been saying that many times yes i gotta get that across to you You have to switch over to it because I want to get you tonight to not just switch over to it, but to switch over to it completely. That you're no longer going back and forth. We're going to stop halting between two opinions tonight. Amen. Because we don't want to stay, try to stay connected to two different sources and tap into two different anointings. Okay. That's confusion. Everybody say that's confusion. That's confusion. Okay, now, so remember I showed you how with John the Baptist, uh, how Jesus talked about how uh, Matthew 11 over there, uh, I think somewhere, 11, 11, somewhere around there, about how uh, John the Baptist was the greatest of all yeah. born to women. And then, but those who are, who are least in the kingdom of God are greater than he is, right? right? So we talked about how uh, in... And sense knowledge, the ma- there's a max that you hit, but if you come in to revelation knowledge, at the very least, you're already above right. the sense knowledge level. Okay, so no matter how, how much you aspire, no matter how much you, um, you uh, attain in terms of natural knowledge, no matter how, how much schooling you uh, matriculate through through, Praise God. You can go from, from little peewee, uh, kindergarten, all the way up to getting, your, getting double doctorate degrees. But all that pales in comparison to revelation knowledge. Okay? Now, I want you to open your Bibles again to Isaiah 55, please. Isaiah 55, there's a scripture that many of you are familiar with, but let's not take it for granted tonight. Isaiah 55. And I'm going to start over here at verse uh, 6. Isaiah 55, verse 6. I'd like to just continue proving this to us tonight. Isaiah 55 verse six says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. Now how many of y'all are here are wicked? No. Nobody, okay, are you sure? Yes. Okay, now let's analyze wicked. Wicked means twisted. Can I hold that basket right there? Okay, this is, we refer to this as a wicker basket, right? All right, how do you know it's wicker? What what, what makes it wicker? It's the weaving. It's the twisting of these strands, these whatever you call them, sticks of wood, whatever they are. And so wicked and wicker have the same root. So when you see wicked in the Bible, most times people think wicked means the evil out there in the world. And they say, "Surely I'm not one of those out there. I'm not out there, you know, fornicating and lying and cheating and stealing and robbing people and burglarizing and, you know, killing anybody. But what they don't understand is, is that wicked simply means twisted. Right. That means you can take two different types right. and mix them together. So you have people who are, oh, I'm in church. Come on. I'm walking with God. Come on. I'm I'm seeking I'm I'm learning the word, but I have some other things weaving it, weaved in there. Okay, because God, God, you're looking at Isaiah 55, right? God isn't talking to sinners. He ain't talking to sinners. He's inviting people to come and enjoy their abundant life. He keeps saying, why, do you, why are you spending your money on this? Why are you going out doing this stuff right here? He's talking to his people. Isaiah's written to his people. In other words, it's the topography it's, it's of the body of Christ. Right? So he says, let the wicked forsake his way. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So these are God's people who have who they're living in unrighteousness. So he says, "You forsake your way and your thoughts." He says, "Let him do what? Return." return. What does "return" mean? You were, once there. you were once there. So this is not to the unborn again person who's never known the Lord. Oh boy! He's talking about his people. He says, "Let him return to the Lord." And he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8. Now here's, the, here's what I want you to see. For my thoughts, come on, are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So I want you to see this here. So God's. Ways are higher than our ways, and we can really say because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So he doesn't want us to stay down there on our ways and stay down there on our thoughts. He's, he's invited us to come up. Are oh, you seeing this here? He's, t- he's saying us there's two different ways and two different uh, levels of thought. Did y'all see this? And my thoughts. Thoughts, that's plural. Right? Which he's talking about a, a whole system, a systematic way of thinking. In other words, God said, I think on a different level. And because of that, my ways are on a different level. So I have to get you, my people, to come up from that level from that sense, knowledge, human wisdom level to a higher level of thinking, a higher level of operating. Right. You got it? Yes, now, no, let's go back to what he said. In verse seven, there's, there's um, this big word here. Let the wicked forsake. Now, when you're forsaken or abandoning, that means You can't, you're not trying to mix the two anymore. You're you're switching systems. You're completely departing from that lower level of thinking. Ladies and gentlemen, please hear what I'm saying to you tonight. Because this is is what plagues the body of Christ. We love the Lord. We wouldn't dare want to displease God. But yet, we, we don't manifest and walk in the fullness of what God has for yes. us and wants, and wants us to, to live in right. because we keep, we keep trying to mix thoughts and mix ways of operating. Does anybody hear me tonight? Yes. That's why I said forsake it. Right. Abandoning is a good word we heard. Right. Right. Abandon. Yeah. Don't go back to that anymore. Right. Stop dropping back down there. Right. Come up here and stay up here. I can tell this is still hard on you, praise the Lord. But we're going we gonna to stay off the brakes, though, right? Yes, Glory to God. Glory to God. So if we want supernatural results here, then we must switch from the natural to supernatural ways. Now, watch this. I, I didn't finish here. Look look at verse 9 again. For as the heavens are higher than, than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts implied higher than your thoughts. Verse 10. For as the rain comes down from, from, comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud. Yeah. Do y'all see that? Yeah. That it may give seed to the sower. Now let's look at that again. As the rain comes down and the snow from heaven. So where does rain come from? Heaven and snow from? So they're coming down They don't come up. They come down. They don't come from from the side. They come down from above. And do not return there. But water the earth. And make it the earth bring forth and bud. Or we can say make the earth produce. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. So what he just described in verse 10 is how the word be. (laughs) Y'all understand that. He's describing how the word operates. He's describing the the qualities or characteristics of the word. and So we can go back and say, verse 10, for as the word comes down, and the word from heaven, And does not return there. But the word waters the earth or your ground. And makes it. The word makes it. The word makes it bring forth and bud. That the word may give seed to the sower. And the word may give bread to the eater. Are y'all hearing this tonight? He says so so shall my word be that goes goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to be void or useless or futile. But it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The Word's going to do that. Okay, so if you want to have this prosperity, if you want to have any accomplishment, then it has to come through something that comes down. Are you hearing that? It has to come down from from heaven. So if we're going to prosper, if we're going to have production, And increase and abundance and life, if we want something to really be accomplished in our lives, then we've got to get something that comes down from above. So forsake our thoughts that come from out here. Forsake, yo, you getting this, Tamara? Help me preach this thing. Forsake our ways that that we've learned from down here and get something that comes from above. Because whatever comes from above, it's going to go out and produce. It will not return void, but it will accomplish that which God pleases and will prosper the thing to which he sent it. Are y'all hearing that tonight? All right, so if we want supernatural results, we got to switch from natural words to what verse 10 and 11 describe as supernatural words. Are you hearing that? Okay, now, that's why, let's go to another scripture here in 1 Corinthians, all the way to the New Testament here. First Corinthians 2. Remember now, he just described words from above. Right? Okay, now 1 Corinthians 2. This is why Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 4, and my speech. Come on. And my speech. Come on. That word speech is the Greek word logos. Words. So he said, and my words. And my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. See, Paul had understood. I gotta forsake this. Remember, Paul was well educated in human wisdom. Paul had a master's and a doctorate degree in human wisdom, in human theology, and human philosophy. But he said, when I come, because I'm trying to get power across, because I'm trying to get results, I don't come to you in persuasive words of human wisdom. My speech, I don't let that be uh, the content of my speech. I let myself, I I make sure I wait until I get words that come down. Are y'all following this tonight? From above. Because when I get words that come down from above, those words have life. Those words, watch this he says, he says, but a demonstration of the spirit and of power. So the words from above will produce a demonstration of the spirit and power. In other words, y'all hear what I'm saying? If you want power, if you want the Holy Ghost demonstrated in your life, you've got to get your words from a different source. You can't Google these words. You can't ask Siri for these words. You can't go to school and get these words. You got to get these words from above, ladies and gentlemen. And you got to completely switch and forsake these other words. Now, notice what he says. He says, My speech and preaching were not with persuasive words. So, notice here that the words of human wisdom are meant to persuade you to follow that. Knowledge or that wisdom. So that's why when you hear human argument, it's always coming across very persuasively. They made a persuasive argument as to why we have to do things this way. (laughs) Are you hearing this here? Very compelling arguments. Glory to God. This is how things go in this system down here. And it's meant to persuade us. But he said, if you're persuaded by that, then what will happen is your faith will be in the wisdom of men. That's verse five. But it won't be in the power of God. But if you can get this that I'm preaching to you that comes from above, it'll be in the power of God and not in the wisdom of men. Y'all got it? Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, so we got to get our words from, a, from the right source. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did that make sense to everybody about that whole wicker? Yes. 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 Don't think of the rapists and the murderers as being wicked. Yes. Oh, they are. I mean, they're, they're, they're messed up. They're evil. Right. But I want you to see you can be sitting right here in church. Yes. And have wicked thoughts. Got a little word over here. Got a little world over here. How you manage your finances? Well, the word says this, but the world says this. And you're praying for word results, but you got too much world mixed in. The word says this this is how you uh, parent your children. This is the word says this is how you manage your marriage. But th- the world says, well, you can know it's you can you can you know you can mess around and you know you don't do, you know now we want the word results. But we got the world mixed in. That's why the Bible talks about in Leviticus about not mixing, not not sowing mixed seed into your field. Because if you sow so mixed heated in your field, you're gonna get mixed results and you're gonna ruin the crop all to, to begin with. Am I being too hard on, on y'all? Y'all sure? Okay, we're taking the glove off, right? We're taking the brakes off, right? I'm trying to tell you, stop doing that. Tell your neighbor, stop it. Stop mixing the world in with the Word. Stop intermeddling with all wisdom. Stop. Proverbs 12, 1 talks about that. Stop going in and trying to get all this other wisdom, from all the other sources and trying, you know, let me see what they got to say. I like, I'm studying all kind of stuff. I'm going to go see what they say. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. No stands in the way of sinners. No sits in the seat of the scorn, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Psalm 1. Right. He shall be that one who meditates day and night who gets revelation knowledge shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water brings forth his fruit in its season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That's the results you want. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I mean, let's go back to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, I think it was verse uh, 11. (laughs) Y'all got it? All right, hold Isaiah 55, verse 11. Hold that. Get Proverbs 22. And get verse 6. Y'all see that? Yes. Can y'all read it with me? Yes. Everybody gonna read it? Yes. Everybody, yes. young people included. Yes. Everybody, Everybody. Ready, Read. Train, train up a child, a child in the way he should, should go, go and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Okay, what does that mean? Well, tell me what that means. Uh, tell me what does it mean? Teach them, train them. All right, we understand that. Y'all are saying the same words. <laughs> training, you know, <laughs> there's a way. Now we we understand contextually that's talking about financial training, right? Okay, but let's just look at the principle of it. So if I train them in the way they should go, okay, that means that means I I bring corrective education. Yeah. education Y'all know what training is, right? It's corrective education. <laughs> but training also uh, includes first and foremost demonstration. Right? I demonstrate to them how they ought to be. I don't, I don't tell them one thing and I do another. I don't teach them to respect their, you know, uh, whoever, and I don't respect my whoever. Right, I have to demonstrate it. I don't teach them, okay, clean your room and my car is nasty. Right, That's, it's training, it's first demonstration. Where's Gigi and Barbara? Y'all train people right in this fitness. First thing they do is is show you. They're going to show you. Here's how you do it. All right. Now, let's Okay, That's not enough said about that. So we train. We train. And it says here and the way they should go. And when he is old, what does it say? Now how many of y'all have heard people in the in church say, well, you know, June got out there in the world and he, you know, he went out there and departed. You know, but the Bible say you know, he's gonna come back. Did the Bible say that? No, I did not say that. What did the Bible say? He will not it said he will not depart. No. I mean, is the Bible right or is it right? It's right. It's right. I only gave you one choice, it's right. Bible's right. So if I train them the way they should go, if I properly do this, they will not depart. If they departed, there was a problem in my training. Oh no, they just didn't listen. No, there was a problem in your training. Don't beat the kids. There's a problem in your training. And I'm gonna judge, uh, can I just, God, just because we taking all the gloves off, right? Uh, I think a lot of us grown ups ought to just admit that. Some some of us you, we we didn't know what, what we didn't know then what we know now, so we didn't train them, right? And, and no 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 condemnation, but just we just didn't we didn't do it, right? Now we gotta pray and intercede for them. Now you know, Lord. All right, I didn't do it, but you, you know, thank you, Lord. You can you can still yeah. The trainer was jacked up, but I'm glad we know something now, don't we? So now, if we train them the way they should go, then it says when they're old, they will, they will not. So I have zero expectation of any of our four children going out there in the world. First of all, they all know they, you better not. Y'all know how to spell better not, B-E-N-O-T, better not. You better not go out there. Right? Uh, is that, that's not how you spell it? Okay, B E apostrophe N O T. Better not. Okay, all right. But it's, it's just not going to happen. No. Because if it happens, then I say, wait a minute. Okay, something I, I missed it somewhere. See, now what I'm saying to you is, and some of y'all are like, I don't know if that's right, Pastor. Okay, see, you're what you're doing is you're 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 being wicked in your thoughts. You're trying to mix what the word says with what you've learned from the world. In the world, they say, well, you know, all kids go out, they gotta experience and do stuff. See, that's the world's philosophy. That's the world's wisdom. And you're you're trying to, you're being wicked. I'm telling on you, you're being wicked right now. You're making an allowance for the world's way of thinking. And if you do that, guess what's gonna happen? I'm gonna tell you right now, get you some bail money laid aside. Go ahead and keep your extra room. You know, don't turn you, don't turn your room into a sewing room because they will be back with their three kids. Because you're gonna try to mix the two. And so what you do is you're gonna make you're gonna make allowance for them. No, but the Bible doesn't make an allowance for that. The Bible is straight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I better put, I put, better put the gloves back on. They're soft on you. Some of y'all face turn up at New York. Okay, now, I only use this verse... I, wasn't, I didn't want to use the verse to pick on you or your kids. I want to use this verse to just, just to get us to see, okay, here's a verse that says it straight. That doesn't have any other kind of clauses or any sort of, um, you know, exemptions. There's nothing in there. It's just, it says it. It is what it is. Now, I'm saying that because I want you to understand the whole Bible is like that. Is that right? Y'all, y'all. Is that right? Yes. Y'all sure? Yes. Okay, now let's go ahead. To Isaiah 55 verse eleven. Then, if we believe the whole Bible is straight, it means what it says, and it says what it means. And whatever God says is right; this shall come to pass. And then it says here, God says, "So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth, or from my mouth, it shall not." This is pretty definite not might not, it shall not returns me void but it shall. it shall these are straightforward words here. it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper the thing to which I sent for which I sent it. Now if that's if that's the case and it is, then the word that God speaks to me, the revelation knowledge I get from God must produce results. And if I'm not getting the results of the word, ladies and gentlemen, then there's something wrong with me. Y'all ain't saying nothing. That, no, y'all mad at me, boy. I'll take my jacket off. You wanna fight about it, I'm gonna tell you this idea. There's some, there must be something wrong with me. If I'm not getting the results because God cannot lie. He cannot lie. The Bible says in place, it is impossible for him to lie. So if he cannot lie in one place and it's impossible for him to lie in another place and his word is forever settled in heaven and his word, according to John 17, 7, is truth, his word is proven, Psalm 33, verse four, his word is right, then the issue must be me. Well, it's the devil. The devil can't stop this word. If God said it's gonna accomplish what I please and prosper and thing I sent, the devil ain't got enough, enough imps in all the universe to stop what God said in your life. So the issue must be then, I have not done what verses uh, 6 and 7 talk about. I've not sought the Lord, not called upon him while he is near. I've not got over there and forsaken my, my ways and my thoughts. I've not returned to the Lord. Well, it's early. Maybe I should let y'all out early tonight. This is, this is called it quits, amen? That's enough for you to swallow for one night, huh? Do y'all really want to go higher in this thing? Then I want us to then be honest with ourselves. Make a real evaluation. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not standing up here trying to pretend before you that I've gotten 100% manifestation on the word of God in my life. No, I haven't. I tell you, but when I when I find out, and there are areas I find, oh Lord, this this, this something ain't right. I don't ever blame God. Right. Right. I say, Lord, it's me. Show me where I'm missing it. Show me where I have mixed seeds. Show me where I have why I have unbelief. Show me where my thoughts have not lined up with your thoughts. Show me where your way, my ways, have not lined up with your ways. Because it's not you. It's never you. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. It's never me. It's never you, God. It's never God. It's never God. It's never God. But God's just trying to teach me something. No, yeah. Ain't. That ain't how you teach me. I don't teach my kids that way. And God is gooder than me. Come on now. If you being evil know how to give good things to your church, how much more you have to do the Father to give good things to those who ask you? There it is. Right? So I know it's not God. So I gotta, I gotta make sure that I, I'm not wicked. Glory to God. That I'm not still intermeddling with all wisdom. That I'm not still uh, uh, plan B oriented. <laughs> make sure I'm sold out. God, is your way or the highway. That's, that's my resolve. God is your way or the highway. If I can't get it by faith, if I can't get it done by your word, I won't have it. I heard Brother Sister Copeland say that. They made that declaration. God, if, we, if, if faith won't get it, we won't have it. Because what I intend to show you tonight and Sunday is that, is that when we choose other ways, then we, we enslave ourselves. And slavery then must be a choice. I I mean, isn't isn't it true? Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Is that true? Whom the sun sets free indeed. Isn't it true? You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. If that's the truth, and it is, then if I'm bound, I must have chosen that. I mean, Jesus came to set men free. If I'm bound, he preached liberty to the captives. Open up the prison of those who are bound. So if that's the case, then if I'm bound by anything, it must be my choice. I must have chosen that. No, the devil is, no, 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 no. The Bible says in Proverbs that the foolishness of man perverts his ways and his heart frets against the Lord. The foolishness of man perverts his ways and his heart Against the Lord. So it's something I'm doing. Another place over in Psalm 119 talks about says this says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word. Did you catch the sequence? Before I was afflicted, in other words, affliction comes, but before I was afflicted, I went astray. So my affliction is caused by my straying. But now I keep your word. So what had I strayed from? I had strayed from your word. I had strayed over into natural wisdom. I didn't stray to nothing. You don't stray into nothing. You don't stray into some big void. You stray over into going to, into man's wisdom. Y'all, now, y'all understand, I'm not talking about sin. We all, we all over that, aren't we? Yes, yes. yes. Right. We're all past that, right? We're not struggling and fighting with sin anymore, right? Amen. If you are, you need to lean on the grace of God and the anointing of God to the strength of the Holy Ghost to keep you out of that stuff. Right? So I'm not talking about that when I'm talking about straying. I'm talking about straying in terms of, see, there's a life we're supposed to be living here. Uh, go back to Isaiah 55. Give me verse 1 me verse one. Here's the invitation. Ho! Boy, when I was a kid, an ice cream man be coming down the street. Some of y'all remember the ice cream man? Ho! Get you a strawberry shortcake. Another buddy. What was that red, white, and blue thing that was icy? What was it? The rocket little thing. Looking? Oh, Wow. Oh, or or, or Charles, the chip man. None of y'all remember that. I still, I went, I blew right past some of y'all then. Charles, the chip man. Wow. And a big old tin can of potato chips. He's like, Gloria, you remember that, don't you? Oh, we, we used to have God coming down the street. Uh, George, sweet potatoes. They have a big old pickup truck with rails on the side. George, sweet potatoes. You had to say, ho! Or, or the watermelons will come, you know, big old truck full of water. Anyway. So hold, which means, look, behold, check this out. Everyone who thirsts comes to the. Look, look, at, look at the life he's inviting us to. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. You know this life he's inviting us to? Look at verse 2. Verse 2. He says, why do you spend money for what is not bread, not what's not real provision, and your wages? Why do you spend your wages? Why do you spend your wages for what does not satisfy? He don't want you spend your wages on what don't satisfy you. Your wages aren't for you to live on. woo I got him against the ropes, Lord. And your wages, he said, now here, here's how you, how you get out of all that. Listen carefully to me. He's inviting us to revelation knowledge. Listen carefully to me. Now, you understand, if, if you tell a person listen carefully, that means, that means you gotta put your cell phone down. Yes. You ever been sitting there talking to somebody at lunch or in a meeting or something like that, just, you're just talking to them in a casual conversation, and they talking to you at the same time, they got the cell phone on, you know, they're looking down, they texting and all that kind of stuff, they're reading, reading articles, oh, look at that. They're not listening carefully, are they? When you, if you're gonna listen carefully, you have to actually uh, forsake all the other stuff. Put the cell phone down. Put the tablet down. Or whatever, whatever, whatever. Some of y'all in here not listening carefully to me. Slid all down the seat. That's fine. It's your choice. But don't expect to live this eating what is good and getting your soul to delight itself in what? In what? Abundance. So do you see what he's inviting us to experience and enjoy? Do you see what he's inviting us to, to, to live, how he's inviting us to live by simply listening carefully to him? So if that's the case, and I'm missing it, then it's got to be me. I'll tell your neighbor it, it must be me. Tell them it's not you. It's not you. Tell them it's not you. it's not you. And it ain't the man. Amen. The man trying to hold me back. The man ain't doing. The man ain't think about you. The man. The man ain't think about you. The man don't know you, madam. It's the system. Ain't no system can hold you back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. So this is what He wants us to enjoy. This uh, our soul delighting lighting itself in abundance. Everybody say abundance. abundance. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now let me try to get back on track here. So I, I'll get through this Sunday. Um. I, I was showing you this other night, last week, Wednesday, uh, that whichever knowledge you choose from, whether you're going to listen to the Lord carefully, whether you're going to listen to the world, whichever one you choose from, you tap into the, the power or the anointing of that realm. Right. Remember, I taught you this, the two different types of anointings. There's an anointing of the kingdom of God, and there's an anointing of this world. There are anti-types, there are opposites, right? I gave this definition, the anointing of the Lord is uh, the burden-removing, Yoke-destroying, power of God that does you good and makes you glad, right? But the anti-anointing is the burden-loading, yoke-building, power of Satan that does you bad and makes you sad. Y'all remember that? Okay. Now, we don't want that. Now, what will break that off of our lives now I'm talking about if you're if you're experiencing bad and, and always sad, there's an anti-anointing working on you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Come oh. on! Hey! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I remember this movie. We we showed it here at church a couple last year, a couple years ago. Inside Out. Oh. Yeah. Remember, there's the one character, this, this little, the little small girl. She was blue. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. She walked around like that the whole time. Uh, I don't want to do that Everywhere she was just blue and sad and They were trying to talk to us She was just, just sad That's the anti-anointing It's the oppression from the enemy That does you bad and makes you sad And, the, and it's because That realm Because of everything you perceive From this natural realm uh, Triggers negative reaction From us Um you are a factory. You and every one of us. Spirit, soul, and body, a factory. We've got your spiritual s- system, your soul system, your physical system, your physical system, which is which is comprised of several systems, right? So all of these things work in, in tandem or, or together they cooperate, right? Spirit, soul, and body, we're preserved blameless, First uh, Thessalonians 5, 23. And we, we talk about how in uh, uh, Romans 8 and verse 28, for we know all these things work together for good, right? To those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. When it says all these things, I'm not talking about all the stuff that happens in the world. It means all these things, praying in the spirit, being in the word, all these, thing, all these things work together for good. It's a system. You are a factory. Factories produce something. The fruit of the righteous. What you produce is a tree of life. You produce something. But as a factory, there are factors that go into what you produce. That's why your Bible tells you in Proverbs 4 to guard your heart, 23, with all diligence. For out of it, out of it, out of it, out of it, flow so the issues of life. Psalm 112, uh, give me Psalm 112 in verse um, 2, I believe it is, which t- says this. The, his descendants, this is the righteous man, right? His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Now when you think of generation, a lot of times you see it translated as descendants or seed, but generation means something that's produced. Right, how many of y'all have a business? Your business is trying to do what? Generate revenue. So the generation of the upright, so there's something the upright that we generate. Come on now, when people, when the storm came, everybody went out buying generators. It's meant to produce something. So the generation, Of the upright, what the upright produces is supposed to be blessed. But it's all determined by what factors we allow into our factory that we, we manufacture things. We are manufacturers. Come on now, we're supposed to be putting out the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, or the fruit of a Spirit-led life, a Spirit-filled life. We're supposed to be putting out love and joy, come on, producing peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and meekness and faith and temperance. Against such there is no law. Galatians 5.22, Right? So we're factories, we're factories, producing. So we've got to make sure we control, okay, a factory, um, you have items, you know, there's a big now push now, you know, we want things made in America, right? But you'll see something in there, big old American flag on the box, made in America. But you open it and say, made in America from parts imported from China. Right? So in other words, in other words yeah, it was, made, it was manufactured here, but the parts came from all over China and Venezuela and all this other kind of stuff like that. So it, there, there, there must be things that come in, get manufactured to, to produce what goes out. That's why, again, Proverbs four twenty three. guard your heart with all diligence. That means keep all the bad stuff out of your factory because out of it, your factory is going to produce the issues of your life. Are you hearing this here? So if you, the Bible says, Jesus says, uh, a good man, Matthew 12, get on the screen. Matthew 12, get verse 33. Glory to God. Matthew 12, Hallelujah. Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by what it produces. Now watch verse 34. Brutal vipers, how can you being evil speak of good speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, 30, give me 31, 32, let me see, let me th- see 31, 32. 32, all right, 33. What did, did I start? Give me 33. I started 33. Give me 35 then. It must, okay, it must be after that. Yeah, a good man out of the treasure of his heart. See, you're, Are you seeing yourself as a factory? Yes, Brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure, evil treasure. The word treasure means uh, treasure is, is empty until you put something in it. So that means you have to allow good or evil things in, and then you produce out of that. This make sense to you? Okay, now I'm saying all that. To help it make sense to us, that we cannot let our factory receive deliveries from sense knowledge. Return that the sender. No, I, didn't, I don't. You know what? 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 What's the difference between between? Okay, don't get mad. Don't get mad. What's the difference between eating a a, a, a Mexican style bowl at Taco Bell and eating a Mexican Mex, Mexican style bowl at Chipotle? Ingredients. The ingredients. Papa John says better ingredients. Come on. So that means that they are, they are more uh, select as to where, what, what they allow to be delivered to them. Because the better the ingredients, the better the output. Are you hearing me? And, and, and it, it becomes uh, more valuable. That's why I keep telling you, you, you don't want to go to a $10 buffet. Because if they can afford to let you eat all the ribs and shrimp and chicken and steaks you can eat for $10, if they can afford that, then you know, I'm just saying. Am I right, Brother Barry? Brother Barry used to work in those kind of places, uh, work, inspecting those kind of places. Uh, Now, I'm not putting, hey, start where you are. Understand, I'm not, not picking on you, but I'm saying, as the Lord increases you you know you don't have to stay there it's okay to go to some place that they might, they might charge you $25 for a buffet but it's a, it's a different there's a different type of food right now my question is what are you putting out what are you generating what is your factory producing well, that's going to be all based upon what deliveries you're receiving. Whether you're getting your deliveries from, from what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you smell, what you touch, from this sense knowledge realm, whether you're getting information from, from the world, or whether you're getting your, uh, your deliveries fra- straight from heaven. Fresh manna from heaven. Because if you can get your deliveries straight from heaven... Fresh ingredients, <laughs> manna from heaven. This is gonna put out some different results. So what I'm saying to you is, and again, I'm I, I'm not picking on you. Is you you and I have to evaluate ourselves. Where have I been getting my ingredients from? My wife and the, and the kids, they they you know they bake and make cookies and cakes and all that kind of stuff. And they've tried you know uh, they've tried different flours. F-L-O-U-R, flowers, different butters, different sugars, This cookies, I had a man, I had a man last week proposed to my wife, he did, I'm going to get him too, this, this man, it was in, in the baseball season, and so, uh. They're gonna have a little teen party or whatever. So, my wife made up some of the, their, their recipe cookies, some chocolate chip cookies and some uh, oatmeal cookies, and took a big old batch of them down there. Man, then two days later, this guy proposed to my wife. Now, he's married. He's about 80. What well, was 70 something. So, it's, it's, not, it's not a you know, credible threat, but it's. Peter can't even fight like this. Hit him out, Cut him out. She told him, she said, she told him, I'm married. He said, I'm married too. She said well, we ain't to tell nobody. Now his wife's sitting there now. She's so like there. Okay, I'm talking about the cookies. So, okay, so but what what happened, they over time, over through experimentation, they learned this is the best flour for this cookie. This is the best sugar for this cookie. This is the best uh, butter for this cookie. These are the best ingredients to get this result. That'll make if people take it home a a half dozen at a time, they was snatching them, boy. I mean, people ask, "Hey, are y'all in business? Y'all have a business?" And they told them, "No, not right." What you told them no for? (laughs) Sell them things again. Praise the Lord. You don't know how the money gonna come. And, uh, but my point is that, that they found the right ingredients. So my point to us is, is that if we want to get the best cookie, the best cake, or whatever it is that God's calling you to produce, then you gotta get the best ingredients, and the best ingredients come from above. This is making sense to you tonight. Boy, boy, boy. Um, now I want to I want to show you something here because I want to I want to deal with this issue again. That slavery is a choice. Yes, I'm going to try to wind uh, down and break off here in a minute. Okay, because I told you that whatever knowledge realm you choose to operate from or by connects you to the anointing on that realm, right? Right. Right. Okay. Now. I told you about the anointing and the anti anointing. Okay? But then there's a power, or should I say, the revelation knowledge will break you out from the power of that anti anointing on your life. Now remember, put up the definition again I gave you, you know, of the anti anointing. The anti anointing. So the burden loading, yoke building power of Satan that does you bad and makes you sad. It's the opposite, the exact opposite of the true anointing, which comes from the Lord, right? Okay, so notice it does you bad and makes you sad. Okay, now, revelation is what it takes to break that. (laughs) Remember I told you that last week, how um, you gotta know this, ladies and gentlemen. Don't raise your hand, but many of you have been battling at different times with depression to some degree or another, whether it's been clinical, or whether it's been just, you know, I got a couple blue days back to back. I don't, you don't say anything, but many times it's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word. <laughs> I was trying to be all serious. <laughs> See, now I want to sing it, and I can't sing it. She went way back, so you don't have to say anything, it's, it's, it's it, your countenance. When Nehemiah stood before the king, he says, Hey, why is your countenance sad? His what he was dealing with was, was on his face. Okay, now, so what happens is this oppression comes. That's, I told you last week, this, is, this bears repeating, that when people say they're suffering with fibromyalgia, okay, now in the medical world, that's a real thing. But what is it really all about? It's about a, a, an oppression, this anti-anointing that has rested on a person, and it's heavy. It's called, the Bible calls it the spirit of heaviness. So now everything hurts everything feels tight. Because it's like, because you're trying, you're carrying things in your mind and it affects your body. So is it real? Yes, it's real. It's absolutely real. We can't deny it. it's reality, but I want, I want to deal with the source of it because what they will try to do is give you, give you something, a uh, prescription to deal with it, but the prescription comes From the same person that gave you the print, the the issue. It's the spirit of heaviness. So then, when you get the prescription from the world, well, that comes from from it's a it's a pharmacia spirit, pharmacy pharmacia. The Bible calls it. It's a spirit. So Jesus says, Satan won't cast out Satan. So it never helps, it only, it only tries to turn off the signals in the brain, so you don't feel it. it. Doesn't change it. But then, that's the thing, it tells you on this side, well you know, I told you about Abilify. People were taking Abilify for depression. And now there's a class asking lawsuit and anybody's ever taken Abilify and you've all of a sudden started gambling uncontrollably. You've all of a sudden started eating uncontrollably. You've all of a sudden started sleeping around uncontrollably. They say Abilify is what's causing that. You mean the drug I was taking to fix my depression is making me more depressed now and now I got more problems, 9, to nine problems and... <laughs> I only had one problem, now I got 99 nine problems i uh, first I was just sad. Now I'm sad and I'm fat and broke. And I got an STD, you know. It's like, oh, Lord. Oh, life is really messed up now. Right? All because I was trying to get Satan to cast out Satan. <clears throat> We're hitting him right across the head, ladies and gentlemen. We're hitting that devil right across the head. So this anti-anointing that causes these things, there is the, the remedy for it. I can give you a prescription that'll solve it right now. And it's free. It's revelation knowledge. And I can prove it to you from the word of God, Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60 and verse 1 and let's look right for the sake of time, because I'm out of time. Look at the Amplified Bible, please. Isaiah 60, verse 1, from the Amplified Bible. Glory to God. Are you there? Arise from the depression. Now I told you that that even with fibromyalgia, many of the issues that are related to that, there are a lot of issues like that. It's it's that there's depression or grief. Or unforgiveness or bitterness, there's something, you know, you're, you're heartbroken about something that wasn't dealt with. And that allows that oppressive spirit to, that spirit of heaviness just weigh on you. Okay? So he says, arise from the depression and prostration. What's prostrate, prostration mean? Be laid out, in which circumstances have kept you. So the reason why you're in this position is because circumstances have kept you there. He says, but arise from that to rise to a new life. He says, shine, be radiant with the glory of the Lord for your light. Now the word light means you got revelation. The reason you can arise from depression is because you got revelation all of a sudden. That's, what, that's what, what David meant in Psalm, Psalm 40 when he said, uh, he said, I would have fainted, Psalm 27. I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have quit. I would have lost heart. I was depressed. Come on. David, when those people uh, uh, spake of stoning him, remember in Ziklag, they lost all the wives and children, everything's gone? And the people crying, so they had no, no more power to weep. And he's there, and the Bible says, David, only oh, he's like, Oh Lord, what do I do? All of a sudden, he said, The Bible says he, he, he encouraged himself in the Lord. What, how do he encourage himself? He got a revelation. He said, Wait a minute. I remember that lion. I remember that bear. I remember Goliath. I remember what God did for me. God revealed something to him. All of a sudden, hey, he's encouraged. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to go to God. God, shall I, shall I go after them? Should I pursue them? Yes, go after them and, and recover all. All right. Now, he's not depressed. He's not prostrate. He's saying, mount up, boys. Let's go get our stuff. He says, so be radiant with, with the glory of the Lord, for your light or oh, revelation knowledge has come. Whenever you see light, think revelation knowledge. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. The entrance of your word brings light, gives understanding to the simple. You got it? So there's a light as revelation knowledge, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Verse two, give me that, please as well. Verse two. "For behold, darkness or lack of revelation shall cover the earth. That's exactly what they're doing now. Lack of revelation. The world is still in the dark ages. They think they're in, the, in this information age. they're in the dark age as it, as it pertains to real revelation knowledge. He says, and this darkness all peoples, but the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen upon you. So then, if that's the case, it is your choice to rise and shine by revelation or to stay down in the darkness of sense knowledge. Did y'all hear that? Yeah. I'm talking about wherever you are right now. Whatever you're dealing with. Whatever state you're in, spiritually, uh, emotionally, and in terms of your soul, uh, physically, in terms of your physical, your physical body and how you feel and so on and so forth, you, you can stay there if you want to. It's your choice. God's not going to force you to be happy and rejoice and live long and live strong and be rich and be prosperous and live in abundance, it's not gonna force you. He said, I set before you life and death. I set before you blessing and cursing. You choose, choose life that both you and your seed may live. So you have to choose it. So he says here, he says, okay, you can, I'm telling you arise because the revelation has come. So you choose whether you want to mope around and be sad and be depressed, whether you want to let the spirit of heaviness uh, control your life, whether you want to let um, uh, the sense knowledge realm control your life, whether you want to live by the dictates of the flesh or not, or you can get up with revelation and say, "Okay, oh, this is how we operate. I'm going to forsake my ways. I'm going to forsake my thoughts and I'm going to go up to his higher ways and his higher thoughts and trust that word that comes down from above that will not return to him, to him and it won't return to me void. It'll accomplish that which he please. It'll accomplish that which I please. And it'll the will thing things for which he sent it and it'll approximate things for which I sent it. The same word will work in my mouth as it worked in God's mouth. See, so you have a choice to send a slavery or not. Now, let me read a scripture to you real quick. Okay? And then I, then we'll pick this back up on Sunday. Colossians 2. I'm skipping down to the going and come back on Sunday, okay? So I think I've hit you a couple body blows tonight. I'll give you a chance to go back to your corner and recuperate. Y'all got a good cut, man, right? Cut man, fix all them cuts over your eye. they are bleeding in you. <laughs> I remember Martin Lawrence. He was fighting uh, Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> Hitman. Hitman. Hearns <laughs> He need more than cut man. He need a plastic surgeon on that one, boy. Colossians two. Colossians two and verse eight. Let me go right there. Cause I want to just make sure you understand why I'm talking about slavery being a choice. And we'll deal with it on Sunday. It says, beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to what? The so you get cheated by traditions of men. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ or not according to the anointed one and his anointing. Right. Okay, now let's look at that same verse, please, in... The good news translation. The good news translation. Let's see what it says here. It says, See to it. Now, when it says see to it, that means you got to do this. Yes. See to it that no one enslaves you. So, slavery is going to be a choice then. So, you got to see to it that no one enslaves you by means of the worthless deceit. Of human wisdom. Do you understand what I've been trying to teach you these last few weeks here? So human wisdom is deceitful. And is worthless. Which comes from the teachings handed down by human beings. And from the ruling spirits of the universe. And not from Christ. Y'all see that? I'll I'll let you look at that for a minute. Don't take it down. Leave it up there. So you got to see to it. That you don't let anybody enslave you. That, it, that means that obviously there are uh, factions or these ruling spirits are out to enslave us. Right. Right. Right, wow. How do they enslave us? By getting us entangled in their system. Right. Yes, hmm. Glory to God. Right. You know, we tell people all the time, boy, you want to get out there in, in that, in that uh, court system. Boy, you don't want to get out there. No. Get Stay out in to- the people's system. How many of y'all have heard that? How many of y'all have said that yeah. to somebody? You heard it or said it? Yeah. Boy, don't get out there. Listen, son. Listen, little girl. Don't get out there in that system, boy. Nah. You, walk, you walk right. Do what's right now. Nah. Follow the law. Obey John the law now. Nah. Right. You know, John, John. law. Because don't, you don't want to get out there in their, in their system. Right. We tell them that, don't we? Yeah. Well, that's one system among many. Yeah. But we'll, we'll let people go out and get in, involved in their medical system. Get trapped in their financial system. Still a system run by the same vote. Um, cut man, get the cut man in here now, boy. They, they bleeding over the eye of the eyes, boy. Ooh, ooh. Need, need, need some alcohol or something. Need some, some smelling sauce, boy. They. <laughs> See, all I'm doing. It's teaching a higher way. Like I told you last week, there's no condemnation. But understand, there's a reason why in Psalm 91 it says, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. You know what a snare is? A snare is a trap. The thing about a trap is you don't see it. The Bible says it's stupid to set a trap in front of a bird when he can see it. You read in Proverbs every month. Don't set a trap in front of a bird he can right there and he can see it. A fowler. Fowler's person who's trying to catch fowl, trying to catch birds. We're birds of prey. So he says, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. So the good thing about it is, if you and I do get trapped, he'll deliver us. Oh, somebody better be rejoicing because everybody told you, go to school and take out $40,000 in student loans. It's gonna be, you're gonna, you're gonna make, make 80000 a year off that. Uh, yeah, 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 you got trapped. Well, guess what? He'll deliver you from the snare of the father. <laughs> They'll get you out of that system. They get you out. They get you out. But you're gonna to have to now shut off the noise and pestilence. You have to now listen to the Lord. All right, Lord, I'm ready to be delivered. Switch systems. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavyweight boxing match here. But you're heavyweights in the spirit. Do you understand? You're heavyweights in the spirit. You're not some lightweight. You're not some phantom weight. You know, little light, eighty-pound boxes. Y'all are no. Y'all are heavyweight boxes. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. We're fighting for championships, yes, heavyweight titles. Yes. We're not on undercard. We're the main card, the main draw. Praise the Lord. We're the main event. Every battle, every fight you win, everybody's going to know it. Glory to God. Now, Lord, tonight we thank you for the word. Thank you for the precious leading of your spirit to direct this message to your people. Thank you, Lord, that you know how to say the things that need to be said the way that, that they need to be said, and thank you, Lord, that you're the one who gives us hearing ears and seeing eyes and hearts to receive. We understand that, Lord, we need to make this switch. It's, the hour is late. The, the time is far spent. We know that, God, time is winding up very quickly. Jesus Christ is soon to return. And, Lord, you're coming back Jesus is coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Well, your word says that we are to remain unspotted from this world. Your word says to be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so I'm asking you, Father, that for these, your precious people, these champions in the making, Lord, that God, you cause each and every one of us to to be careful to listen carefully to your words, to your voice, so that we can move into that place where our souls delight, our, delight itself in abundance. Where we can live the glorious, splendid life you've given us to enjoy. Where, God, we can get the results that your word has promised. We know that your word is, is sure. Your word isn't sometimes iffy, maybe, maybe so. Your word is direct, it's straight. So there's a life you've called for us to live and enjoy and receive and share. And so we look forward to that, Father. And I pray that you help every person, including me, to be absolutely, totally, 100% honest with ourselves. To ask ourselves those critical questions. Have we truly followed your word? Have we truly followed your voice? Have we truly obeyed you in every matter that you've given to us? Because God... We know that if we do that, there will be real results that we'll enjoy. And so I thank you, Lord, that you're the kind of God who you said, Lord, if we seek you while while you may be found, we call upon you while you are near. You said, Lord, if we return to you, you will abundantly pardon us. Abundantly pardon us. (laughs) You are that great, that good, good father we heard about on Sunday who will abundantly pardon us. Thank you, Lord. We come to you in repentance. We say, Lord, we're ready to do it your way, your way exclusively. So we just fall after you, Lord, you that, God, your people will begin to see um, magnificent results in our lives. Thank you, Father. We bless you tonight. We honor and give you praise. We pray and we ask every blessing in Jesus' mighty name. So be it. Amen. 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 And then, why don't you give God a great hand of praise tonight. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, give God a. Real-